Michael Shell, the real Michael Shell, michaelshell.us. We're going to continue part two with Rush Limbaugh and President Trump from the 8th of October, not 8th, the 9th of October, 2020, where Rush featured President Trump on his radio show. This is a continuation. Part one is in another podcast. This is part two, starting now. Created fair trade deals with Canada, Mexico, South Korea, and Japan. He eliminated the Obamacare individual mandate, which equals freedom in health care. He rebuilt the military through investments in our defense capabilities, as well as secured the largest military pay raise in a decade. He nominated and confirmed more solid conservative circuit court judges than any other first-term administration, nominating and fighting for the confirmation of two originalists, Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, to the Supreme Court, then nominating Amy Coney Barrett to fill the vacancy left by Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and finally moving the U.S. Embassy in Israel to Jerusalem. Your first-term record is truly outstanding, and it's still being made. Your record is still being written. You are still president. You are still implementing your agenda, despite this opposition. And I wanted to share this with you, because this guy did not vote for you four years ago, and now he can't wait to. Well, I'm going to get that one. I'm going to have to put that one up pretty soon. But, you know, look, I, I'm honored by it, by it. And with time, more and more people see the things we've done. I put out lists, and they're pages and pages long. We've done a We've done a job, and I'm very honored by it, and I'm very proud of it. We've helped a lot of people. We've helped a lot of people. You know, on the pandemic, I was telling you about this medicine. Um, I'm so proud of it. People don't want to write about it, but that's okay. But this is better than the vaccine, and it's going out literally as we speak. We have the, the U.S. military logistics. They're bringing it out. This is such a big thing, but we have done such a good job on the pandemic. We get zero credit. You know, we we fed these governors whose shelves were empty and our shelves were empty, too. I say our cupboard was bare and we filled it up with all sorts of stuff. And we we send it all over the United States and New York. We built him convention centers that they should have used. We sent ships that they should have used instead of putting old people with other people that were sick. And a lot of problems were caused. Fifty governors, they're all saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. Rarely. They'll go and they'll speak to the press and they'll say, well, yeah, the president was OK. You know what we've done for them with the ventilators. The ventilators were an impossible situation. We now build more ventilators by by five times than anybody else. And we're, we're supplying them to the world. And they're very complicated, expensive, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But we've done a great job. Well, but that's this another thing, this massive remobilization of American oh, industry. Yeah, one, one of the biggest, I guess the biggest, they say, since the Second World War. But, but you know what? This is the biggest of all. Uh, if the Regeneron and the Lilly, you know, comparable drug turns out, uh, this, this is a cure. This is a, a therapeutic, call it what you want. I can tell you it's a cure. And I'm talking to you today because of it. And, you know, because I think I could have been a bad I could have been a bad victim. I fit certain categories that aren't so great. OK, and you better be careful, too. OK, but but you won't. I'm telling you, this is a a total game changer. It's so good. And nobody else would have had it. You know, FDA is approving things in one week that used to take three years. 
And that's only because I'm bugging them like crazy. You know, I go, I drive them crazy, I guess, but that's okay. But FDA, Food and Drug Administration, is approving things that Rush would have taken years, and I'm getting them in a matter of weeks and months, and they're great things. But this is the greatest of them all if this works out, and I'm, I'm very sure it's going to. Well, I hope it does. Um, again, um, the uh, the attorney looking into the uh, the coup run against you will not have any announcements, any results, any before the election. Uh, this is disappointing. I cannot tell you. When was this announced, Rush? I think I've got the story here in the stack. I thought it was. Uh, I think it's terrible. Fairly I recently, think terrible. that uh, I, I think it's terrible. Well, it we is, because these are these are people, this is the biggest political scandal in the history of yeah. this country, certainly our lifetimes. If that's the case, I, I'm very disappointed. I think it's a terrible thing, and I'll say it to his face. Here it is. I Barr tells Republicans Durham report will not be ready by election. It came out today. That's a disgrace. I think it's a disgrace. It's an embarrassment. Well, I don't have the words to express my anger. I mean, I'm not saying I'm surprised. I'm I've angry. Had that... I've had to go through it twice now with elections, and yet they have. See, this is what I mean with the Republicans. They don't play the tough game. They don't play the tough game. If this were the other side, you would have had 25 people in jail for the rest of their lives with what we found. Oh, that's, you that's tried something like this against any of them? Heck yes. Oh, are you kidding me? You would have been 20. Look at me. I had to beat off. I had to beat off the phony Mueller report. I had to beat off all this stuff. I had to beat off impeachment. I had to beat off Congress, everything else. They then send it to New York, which is all political. They send it into New York, the same stuff into New York. You have to beat that off. You know, they got New York all over. Uh, they, they don't stop. This is a disgrace. If that just came out, and, you know, I purposely tried to stay away from it because they all say it would be better if I'm not involved. Well, have but you declassified everything about this yet? It's, I fully declassified everything. Everything's been declassified. They have so much information. They didn't need any more than, frankly, Mr. Horowitz, uh, who was a, an Obama appointment. He wrote a report on Comey that was so bad. It was so bad. I've never seen anything like it. And... They should have gone after him just on that. And McCabe, too. You know, it took $700,000 from Hillary Clinton. I don't know how these people are still on cable TV lying through their teeth about yeah. all of this, still getting uh, paid to carry forth the lie. The case, if that's the case, and you have to understand, I'm hearing this for the first time, and I said it's impossible. So it's okay for me to have to go through investigations during an election. But for them, we don't want to upset the apple cart. It wasn't the, an investigation. It was a hunt. The Republicans there, don't you, play the same game. You didn't they do anything. Play. There was never no. any evidence. This was not an investigation. It no. was a hunt. You were being hunted. They were trying to plant and create evidence that would be believed, and they failed. We but, caught them. We caught them cold. And we have people that don't know how to do anything about it. It's horrible. If that's the case, I have to check that. I find it hard to believe. Because you know what? I went through two elections. You don't think that affected 18? I wasn't running in 18, but the whole Russia witch hunt affected the 18 outcome of the election. You know, we lost some congressional seats. People don't say we picked up two, uh, two Senate seats, but we lost something in 18. You know, we lost something. We lost some uh, seats that we probably could have held on to. We went through the same thing, and it was all phony stuff. Nobody said, let's hold it back until after the election. But the Republicans don't play the same game. They don't play the same game. I'd be very, I'd be surprised 
and I'd be very disappointed. I'll probably be disappointed because this stuff should have come out a year ago anyway. Did you expect it to? Did you everything they needed a year ago? Did you expect it to come out by now? I thought it should have come out two years ago. I mean, frankly, as far as I was concerned, look, uh, it, it's it's if they hold it because of the election. I've gone through two elections now. Well, that's what he says. They're they holding started it. started investigating me before I even won the election. It says they here. Started investigating uh, me when I was coming down the, inve- the, the escalator, the beautiful golden escalator, as I go with the first lady. I was under investigation illegally by these thieves and Comey and Crooks. We caught them in the act. They were spying on my campaign, and then they went for a coup. Nobody said, well, gee, uh, you know, let's hold off the investigation. But with them, they do. The Republicans don't play it the same way. It's very disappointing. No, it was frustrating. For the first six months of your first term, half the Republicans in the House thought it was true, and that's why they didn't help you move your agenda. But it says right here, uh, this is Axios, by the way, is the news source, and they say that Barr is communicating that his investigator, Durham, is taking his investigation very seriously and is focused on winning prosecutions which well, I guess yeah, we're to expect great, not great. scoring points okay. in the let's media. Let everybody get elected to office, and then let's worry about it. First of all, if we don't win this election, that whole thing's going to end, okay? And you just remember that. As we well, uh, election, that's another thing I'm fighting for, because these people have to be brought to justice, but they should have been brought to justice before the election. But if we don't win this election, if we don't win, that whole thing is going to be dismissed. That's another thing. People want to know what they can do, sir. They, you would not believe the numbers of people who are asking, what can they do besides vote? What, and, and voting is big. I mean, I tell people that ask me this. That's the first thing. Just make sure you vote. Show right. up and vote on Election Day. But vote. It's not, it's, it's not insignificant. What else can people do? Because they want to help you. They Just want to know what the they anger, can do. Keep up the, the genius because they're genius. They get it better than these guys that are looking at stuff. I'm telling you, they get it better. The American public gets this better than the so-called people that are looking. You know, when I look at the Times and I look at the Washington Post, fake papers, both of them, and they get Pulitzer Prizes for the Russia investigation, but they were all wrong. There was no collision. So they get Pulitzer Prizes. Was it a true word in any of those stories? No, none of it. And the guys that did get it right, they don't get Pulitzer Prizes, you know. And you and I can name ten of them, okay? You're one of them, but you don't care about Pulitzer Prizes. But but the ones that got it, they don't get anything. But just rush, take a look at how wrong these people were. And they pretend they know me. You know, Maggie Haberman, all of these people, they, they remember. I have nothing against them. But they don't know me. They don't know me. I haven't seen her. I haven't spoken to her in a year and a half. You know, you take one picture with somebody, it ends up being like the best friends for the rest of your life. You know, take a picture at the Oval Office with a photographer, with a with a reporter. Uh, and then they write, though, as though they're you're like 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 you can't live without them. I don't, I don't even speak to these people. But look at the bad reporting that they've done. Look how wrong they were about everything. They got Pulitzer Prizes for the Pulitzer organization, frankly, is a is a disgrace. They gave Pulitzer Prizes to everybody that shouldn't have gotten them. Yep. You know, they were all wrong. Folks, let me just people that should get the Pulitzer Prizes didn't get them. I want to back the president up on this, folks. I'm in this story that we're talking about here, the Russian collusion meddling story. Do not doubt me. There wasn't a word of truth 
in any of the stories that were published oftentimes Nothing. four times a day for the first year. There was no truth. When Robert Mueller was handled the file on the day he became the special counsel, it was empty. There was never any evidence. This was not an investigation. There was nothing to investigate. It was a hunt. It was it was an outrage. And to, to, re, to be awarded a Pulitzer Prize for printing not a single thing that is true is genuinely discrediting the Pulitzer. And you would think these people would care about that, but they don't. So all that matters back. is getting rid of you. That's all that matters. You would think they'd want to take back the prizes on the basis that they made a mistake. I mean, you would think the committee would meet and say, I'm sorry, but you got it wrong. We're going to have to, you know, remand. We're going to have to take back the prizes. But, but Rush, think of it. They were totally wrong, and they, got, they all got Pulitzer Prizes. And then they go on to another story. It's the same stuff. It's, it's, it's so disgraceful when you look at what's gone on. It's so dishonest. And they knew it. And Mueller was a fraud. The whole thing was a fraud. The thug. And they were just thugs. Thugs. And I'll tell you something. A friend of mine said, you must be... A friend of mine is a very smart, very successful guy, lawyer said, you must be the most honest guy in the world. You've gone through three and a half years of investigations. They found nothing. And they've gone through my taxes. They've gone through everything. Hey, they spent $48 million, I think the last number I heard was, $48 million investigating me. They've gone through my taxes. They've gone through everything you can imagine at a level that nobody can even believe. Nobody, nobody's ever had to put up and no other president should have to put up with this. But then I hear that they're not going to do the thing before the election. Why? Because they're afraid they're going to influence the election because that's the way the Republicans are. They play so nice all the time. Yeah, it's very disappointing. If Bill Barr actually made that statement, I would be very disappointed in him. I don't know that he made that statement. But if he did do that, I'd be... Oh, that's a good point. I mean, it is the drive-by media. It's Axios. And the story is that Barr is telling leading Republicans. It's not that he's made it public. It's that he's... Um... Well, they've had plenty of time to do it. They've been looking at it for two years. The facts are on the table. Uh, the, the, all you have to do is take a look at the Horowitz report on Mueller. That, even the New York Times on Mueller and on, on especially what they wrote about, what they read about this, this idiot uh, Comey, the world's worst FBI director, but why do you that, think the very dishonest guy? Do you think he the lies, American people? Do you think the American people are not aware of this? Do you think they don't know the? They're uh, totally aware. No, they're totally aware. Even the other side's aware of it. The other side laughs about it. They can't believe they got away with it. You want to know the truth? You know they're not. They're not stupid. They're very smart. The other side laughs about it. It's not like they believe the Russia thing. They don't. Well, believe I know, it. but if they, they if laugh they laugh about it, if they think they got away with it, then uh, they th well. I'm leading up to the American people should be, if they know what happens, so outraged, no way they would vote Democrat. This is outrageous. This is antithetical to everything this country stands for. What started this investigation, which was long before the, the presidential, before the race. After I won, they tried to take me out. Before I won, they tried to, you know, it was a fraud. It was the Russia. It was the Russian witch hunt. Well, they were trying to By corrupt way, your transition. Been, hey, Russia, to, you know this better than anybody. And Putin, I guarantee you, says this to everybody. Nobody has been tougher on Russia than I have. I got NATO to pay four hundred and ten billion dollars more right. to protect against Russia. I was the one that exposed Nord Stream, the pipeline going into Germany. I said, "Wait a minute, you're paying Russia billions of dollars, and we're supposed to protect you from Russia." What kind of a deal is this? I was the one that gave tank busters to Ukraine. 
and Obama gave him pillows. Remember the pillows, probably from the pillow man on Fox. But Obama <laughs> gave him pillows and sheets. Right. And I, I gave him tank busters. I gave them money. Obama did. What? I, nobody has been tougher on Russia than I have. Nobody. Well, you know, Mr. President, I think something the American people need to know um, is that the Democrats and the media, which is, again, uh, one and the same, have done more with the, with four years of lies and misrepresentation, utter outright lies about right. you supposedly stealing the election from Hillary with the Russians. Uh. They have done more, sir. This is important. They have done more to corrupt the integrity and the honor of the presidential election system than Vladimir Putin could have ever hoped to. They yeah. have made people doubt, and they're now talking about how this upcoming election, the Russians are in the process of stealing it, too. These people are so dishonorable and disreputable, and they need to be made to be held accountable for what they have done to the perception of honesty and integrity in our elections, to the very uh, serious effort they are making to transform this country into something it was never founded to be. But this yeah. business of trying to say that you stole the election, that you meddled with the Russians. They did. Hillary did. Hillary came up with this whole scheme yep. in order to protect her from her email scandal. This is something they did, and now they're running around, and they're doing more damage to the integrity, the perceived honesty of our electoral system than anything Vladimir Putin could have ever hoped. She deleted 30. She got a, a question. Uh, she got a statement from Congress, a subpoena from Congress. Everybody, we want your emails, all of Hillary Clinton's emails, 33,000 of them. She deleted them, she acid washed them, and she broke her telephones with a hammer. Okay? Broke them with a hammer. And by the way, speaking of that, and speaking of Bill Barr, 31 people deleted their telephone messages from the Mueller report. Okay, and they said they all made a mistake. Well, they made the same mistake. The chances are a billion to one that they would have made the same mistake. Thirty one phones were wiped clean on the Mueller report. I want to see those phones. Right. And how do you allow 30, 31 phones? I think it was 19 people, 31 phones. You read about it just recently. They want the phones because they want the. because we caught them cheating and the they were all wiped clean or most of them were wiped clean we have a couple believe it or not but they were wiped clean they were deleted everything was deleted and and cleansed and you're not allowed to do that they broke the law nothing happens to these people no nope. but they go after general flynn they go after papadopoulos they go after all these people it is a disgrace and one of the reasons I want to win so badly is we got to finish this thing off. And I will be very disappointed if that Axios piece that you read to me is true. I'll be very disappointed because they've had plenty of time to get this done. Plenty of time. Absolutely. Uh, sir, why do you think uh, uh, Vice President Biden agreed to go on with the town hall debate number two. If you can prove you're virus-free on October 15th, and then he retracted the demand, now agrees with the commission to, to Zoom the debate, wants a virtual debate, and if he doesn't show up, are you going to show up anyway? Well, what, what are they trying to pull off so, here? I don't think the debates mean that much, because, and I'll tell you what, I've done well with debates. I've won, I guess I had 15. I, I think I won every single poll. I won the poll on this one with him. 
But I had to be rude because he was lying. He'd get up and he'd just say a series of things that were all lies. So I'd say false, and they'd say I interrupted him. But but you know, if you look at the polls, most polls say I went with him. But uh, it was a very interesting thing. I'd rather let him speak because he's gone. He's mentally gone, and eventually he goes off track and he'll start talking about uh, the birds and the bees. But uh, but I couldn't do that because. He was saying so many false things. He'd say about the soldiers. He'd say about uh, Social Security, which I'll protect and he won't protect, by the way. He's not going to protect. He doesn't even know what it is. He'll say about Social Security. He'll say about, and if I didn't say wrong, you know, et cetera, et cetera. uh, But the one who protected him was Chris Wallace. And by the way, Fox is a whole different ballgame. You know, Fox is a much different thing than it was four years ago. Somebody said, what's the biggest difference? I said, the biggest difference is Fox. You take a look at Fox. Of course, we have our great ones, Sean, and, and this, but, and, and, you know, a number of them. But you watch this Fox is a whole different ballgame. And, you know, Paul Ryan is on the board of Fox, so I'm sure that has something to do with it. But Fox is a whole different ballgame. Somebody said to me, what's the biggest difference? I said, the biggest difference is Fox is no longer... The same. It's well, a big difference. The the obstacles that keep being placed in front of you are no doubt there, and it's I've never seen. I've told you this before. I talk about it on this program. I've never seen anything like this before. The things that you have to overcome and surmount each and every day uh, would drive most people out of the business. They drive most well, people. I don't why need I this. can talk to you. And I don't know. Again, I'm asking you, you didn't need is, any of this, sir. Bigger. But why I can talk to you, Rush, the great Rush, and you are the great one, uh, and I'm honored to know you, but I can talk to you and I can spell out all of the dishonesty and everything else. And millions of people are listening right now. I they hope are. you have your all-time biggest audience. Millions and millions and millions. You would not believe how many millions. No, but I can talk to you. Now, let's say I say, no, I don't want to do it, or I, I want to be shy. I don't want to talk that, you know, too many people. Let's, you know, let's not talk. No, you have such an incredible audience. So I can tell them about Fox being a big obstacle. Uh, it's a problem. Fox is a problem. When, when Roger Ailes ran Fox, I mean, Roger had a very strong point of view that's totally gone. And I think it's influenced by Paul Ryan. He's on the board. I can't believe it. Here's a guy who failed as speaker. Do you know that Nancy Pelosi issues a subpoena like it's cookies, right? Everything, everything you do. Uh, uh, did you, uh, did you make a phone call 12 years ago? Oh, issue a subpoena. You couldn't get a subpoena at a Paul when, uh, when, uh, uh, we oh, have I great guys. I mean, we have Jim Jordan and these guys. They're so fantastic. They're doing great jobs. There's no question. But, but how do you de- – you have no choice. You have to deal with it. So I said Fox is different than they were four years ago, but you, you still have to, you have to deal with it. You've I deal got- with them. I deal with them. But they're, they're really – they've gone a very different path. It's a much different – it's a much different group. They have guys on there that are so bad. They have people – I call them the twins. It's Chris Hahn and, and – uh, well, that's, they just hired else. a bunch of Democrats they so, so they can be fair. To me. No, he works for Schumer. They're Schumer people. Yeah. How about when they hired Donna Brazil, who gave Hillary the questions to the debate? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I hear and, you. Who I, got fired? By the way, Donna Brazil got fired from CNN, and then Fox hires her. Got no credibility. 
It's not like she's great entertainment. It's not even good entertainment. I know this this unfairness never ends. It never ends. It's our way of life. It's something we have to deal with, and it's uh, it's 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 maddening. But when they when they do that, when they put somebody like Adana Brazil, and not that she's effective, she's not effective. I no, but you are. See, you are. That's that's the difference. That's the difference. You are. You are the. You think they're driving you crazy? You have no idea what you're doing to them. You're driving well, them insane, sir. They can't touch you. Know, they Fox c- should grab it and they should say, "Hey, we we got the president, and we're going to defend our." But they did not. They go in the way of of CNN, and they go in the way of of MSDNC, and it's a shame. I mean, it's a shame when I see it. I watch it. I watch. I look at the people they hire. I mean, I could tell you some of the anchors. They're so bad. They're so bad, and at the same time. Fox and Friends is terrific in the morning. Right. You know, they're good. Well, you are uh, a TV expert. I mean, there's no question. Well, it, I have the, to be. I have, have no choice apprentice because otherwise you couldn't survive it. Uh, Sean is great. And, and Tucker is pretty good. You know, Tucker has his moments in all fairness, but Tucker is pretty good. And uh, Laura's been great. And, you know, we have some a lot of, a lot of good stuff. But, but Fox is, is 50% of what they were. Less than, I would say less than 50, but 50% of what they were. That's still better than nothing. At some point, maybe they'll go all the way, and that will be fine, too. I'll figure oh. that out. I have By to the way, that. speaking of your effectiveness, uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but the NBA has decided, NBA commissioner, they're going to pull yep. their Black Lives Matter messaging next year. No longer going to be on the uniforms, no longer going to be on the basketball court. They're no longer going to. And I wonder why that is, Mr. President. Because their ratings have died. Oh, Nobody I wouldn't have known. I haven't watched a basketball game, and I helped them get open. I haven't watched a basketball game. You tried to help home. them. You tried to help the NFL. I tried to help the NFL. And then Roger, nice guy, Goodell, in his basement wearing a very tight blue T-shirt. You know, and he, he's not meant for it. Uh, nor am I. Nor are you. <laughs> it's just one of those things. You know, at a certain age, you put on a tie, right? But what happens is he brought it up again. I thought I thought I said to him, I thought I taught you a lesson two years ago about standing for the flag. Their ratings went down the tubes. And now you look at everybody with their hands in their air, in the air, and they're kneeling. And I just don't have the same interest. And and neither do a lot of other people, right? The NBA has become so political that nobody cares about it anymore. It's not why people watch it. I don't know if anybody that's, I don't even know who's playing in the finals. Uh, I don't know anybody that's watching the, the NBA. LeBron has been a, a spokesman. I don't know him. I never met him. Uh, all I know is when he endorsed Hillary, I said, that's the greatest endorsement I've ever seen. Because when he endorsed Hillary four years ago, she came up to his uh, knee. I said, that is not the best looking president she I've ever seen. Okay? I, I thought that was the greatest. It was standing. You mean standing? She came up to his knee. They were standing. No, she was up to about his knee. I mean, literally, I've never seen anything. And I said, that's not good. But LeBron is a spokesman for the uh, for for the Democratic Party. It's it's and a very na- very nasty spokesman because again, yeah, they are they are I angry so much for the black community, and people don't want to see that. And he's a great basketball player, but people don't want to see a guy that's that way. They don't want to see that. They you know we have enough difficulty during the week. You don't want to sit down watch a basketball game and then watch somebody that hates your guts. Okay, and he's a hater. So I look at it and I look at the NBA and I can't watch it and nobody's watching it and their ratings are down the tubes. And I, I'm telling you, I haven't watched a basketball game 
like in a long time. Uh, you and I have won't. no interest in doing it. And you know what? That's a very sad commentary because I'd love to, but I, I just don't have any interest in it anymore. I don't. Pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. The first time I ever heard of Black Lives Matter, I said, that's such a terrible term because it's such a racist term. It's a term that sows division between blacks and whites and everybody else. And it's a very bad term for blacks. But they're, they were very angry. It's a Marxist organization. That's the and key. It's pigs in a blanket, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. Who are they referring to? New York City policemen. Okay? And I said, wow. And if you would have told me that was going to go mainstream, but it never did go mainstream. It well, I don't know. You know, Mr. President, that's another thing. If you go back 9-11, just 19 years ago, not that long ago, this is, this is, this, this to me is a really sobering thing to realize. Not that long ago, the police, the firemen, first responders were the heroes in our country. Go back after 9-11, you had right. athletes carrying the American flag on the field. Absolute of heroes. And now look what's happening in, in 15 to 19 years. Look what the left has done. Now yep. we want to defund the police. Now the police are murdering pigs and so forth yep. in, in, in 15 years. It's, it's a sign of how successful these people have been. They used to be heroes. Everybody wanted to be with the police. Yep. Everybody wanted to join them on. You remember when, when George W. Bush threw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium, uh, Rudy is wearing the NYPD cap. Right. I mean, the cops were the toasts of town. They went into the buildings trying to save people. And it, it's, it's to see so what the, the Democrat day. Party has done to the police yeah. and their reputation. Well, it's, it's the liberal Democrats, radical liberal Democrats. Look, New York, Rudy was a great mayor. Rudy was our greatest mayor by far. He did things that were incredible and, and brought back New York. But, but he, it was easier in a way because the police had total respect. There was crime and everything, but, but the police were the police. When they dumped water a year ago on the policeman's head and he didn't do anything about it, like turn around and slug the guy, when they... ...did that, I don't know if you remember New York's Finest. New York's Finest, these are great police. You know, I got endorsed by New York's Finest one month ago. And it's the first time in the history of New York City that they've endorsed a president. A lot of candidate. police organizations have endorsed you now. Everybody. All over the country. I don't think anybody. In fact, I asked Biden at the debate. And, of course, Chris Wallace cut it off. Didn't think it was appropriate. I said, name one police organization that endorsed you, Joe. Then I said, say law and order, Joe. Just law and order. He wouldn't do it. Yeah, why wouldn't I he said, do that? I mean, what's so hard for law and order? Law and order. How hard is that? He wouldn't do it. Then I think he said, law and order and safety. You know, I said, no, no, just law and order. Law and order means safety. You don't have to add the word safety. You know, that's a little net. Let me tell you, if he got in, this country is going to hell. This country is going to go to hell well, like you've never seen. And you'll end up in a depression, the likes of which you haven't seen since 1929. Okay, now, people are asking, when you say that, why would they want this? Why would the Democrats want to take this country into a recession and have it be so bad economically? Why would they want to do that? Your taxes are going up, your regulations. You know, I did, in the biggest tax cuts in history, bigger than Reagan's tax cuts, I did something that was more important. I cut regulations that you couldn't build a highway in less than 10 years. I mean, you'd have, it would take you 10 years to get things done or not done in one year. In other words, it may get disapproved because it's not safe or environmentally good or, you know, a lot of good reasons. Right. But, but 
I cut regulations from 19 years to one year. I, I mean, you wouldn't even believe it. People had to go through the same agency 14 different times. To right, and once again, time. you have to be the one to tell the story. I, I have to be the one, yeah. Nobody else seems to be able to tell it properly. By the way, what's the status of the stimulus package now, the, uh, the COVID uh, stimulus package? So I'd like to see it happen because it wasn't, look, a lot of people are being hurt because of China. It wasn't the, these people's fault. I would like to see a big, because maybe it helps or maybe it hurts negotiations. I would like to see a bigger package. I'd like to see money going to people. It was not their fault that China sent in the plague. It wasn't their fault. And China's going to pay a big price. You know, China was going to catch us in 2019. If you look back 15, 20 years ago, everybody said by 2019, China will beat us. I was beating them so badly. You know, we were doubling up. We were, we were doing great until the play came in. And we're still beating them badly. We'll still be. If you have a smart guy at top, you'll always beat him. You know, they're paying us billions and billions of dollars in tariffs. People don't realize when I made the deal, they're paying billions of dollars. I gave No, they don't. The and pe people don't know what that means. They don't know. They don't, how does that benefit them? That China's paying billions and billions of tariffs? Billions of dollars. Well, they devalue their currency and they make it impossible to compete because they devalue their currency. You know, they're currency manipulators and they devalue their currency. And therefore, the dollar, they're using dollars of a different value and it makes it very easy for them to compete. Whereas we don't do that. We don't play games like that. Some people say we should. I don't have a viewpoint, but but they devalue their currency and they do all sorts of things. And what they do in the World Trade Organization, you know, we just won a case, seven and a half billion dollars. First time we've won a case in a long time. I said, look, I'm going to get out of the World Trade Organization if I have to, just like I got out of the World Health. So we were paying 500 million a year in World Health. China's paying 39 million a year in world health. I say, why are they paying? They're a bigger country. Why are they paying so much less? I asked these, you know, little stupid questions like that. Uh, nobody could give me an answer. And yet they dominate the world health, okay? They dominate world health. And world health, when they did this horrible thing to us, world health did nothing whatsoever to help us. We're at 500 million a year, so I terminated the deal. Well, they're in the tank. They're in the tank for the totally shotgun. Totally in the tank. Same I got to make an observation same thing here, about sir. World trade. By the way, same thing about world trade. Do you know in world trade, China is considered a developing nation. If you're a developing nation, you get tremendous advantages in right. the world trade. Well, you get your hand in the back pocket of the United States Treasury is what you get. A hundred percent. And and I I ended that. I said, I'm not going to accept that they're a developing nation. I wouldn't say China's in love with me. By the way, China is is dying. Here's, here's what will happen. Just a couple of predictions. If I win, we'll have a great deal with Iran within one month. They're dying to have me lose, but if I win... A great deal on what? Uh, or no nuclear weapons. No, no nuclear weapons. Don't forget, look at, look at what's happened to terrorism. Iran was a very wealthy na uh, nation, given $150 billion plus $1.8 billion in cash by Obama. A very wealthy nation. And now they're a very poor nation. And the terrorist organizations, I knock on wood as I say it, because it's easier to start something, but uh, they don't, they're not fighting like they used to. You know why they have no money? Because Iran, Iran is bust. Iran is bust because of me, because of sanctions and other things. And the whole picture of terror, you don't see the terror. Now, you know, I, I hate to say it on an important show like this, but I'll say it. You don't see the terror the way you used to see the terror. And they know if they do anything against us, they'll pay a thousandfold a problem. They're going to have a thousandfold difference 
because they know now that we have things that we never had before. We have strength in weapons and things that we never had before. We never had it like we have it now. Right. And Iran knows that. And they've been put on notice. If you fuck around with us, if you do something bad to us, we are going to do things to you that have never been done before. And they understand that. But here's the thing. They're no longer rich. And they're not giving out hundreds of millions of dollars to Hamas and all these other groups that caused all the problem. Now, nobody brings it out. When was the last time you saw an attack? I, I, hear, I hear the frustration. I need to make, I need to make an observation here for the American people. We've now, we've now been chatting with the president for an hour and, <clears throat> excuse me, an hour and 42 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. We have not had a commercial break. I would thus have to say the president's status with COVID-19 is pretty solid. The second thing that I would say is that not once during the hour and 42 minutes has the president been stumped. Has he not known what he wanted to say? Sir, you you give the media in this country more access than any president ever. That's not even a contest. You I think you've done something brilliant too when you have your 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 little press gaggles out on the on your way to uh, Marine 1. Uh, the camera's on you, not them. You look like you're actually conducting an orchestra as you point to various members of the media when it's their turn. You're conducting a symphony, and everybody hears them screaming their questions at you like a bunch of six-year-olds, and you answer them. Every question you're asked, you answer. You don't take up a, a pass on anything and you don't run away from anything. You don't hide from anything. And you'll meet them wherever they happen to be. If you're able to, you will. And I think people need to keep this in mind in terms of a, of a chief executive who is accessible to the American people and wants the American people to know what he's doing and what he's thinking. There's no deception here. You have somebody... I don't want to embarrass you here, but you have somebody who thinks this country is great. You have somebody that loves this country, perhaps in ways that many people in politics in the past don't, because their view of what America is is a nation among many in the world. President Trump believes in America first, and for this he's hated. For this he's criticized. America first. There's nothing wrong with America first, because America is the good guys. We are the good guys in the world. We are the solution to the world's problems. You have a man here who believes this, who believes your country holds the secret and holds the answer to life improving for citizens and human beings all over this planet. That's the objective that he has, including for people that live in this country. And can you imagine folks being hated and reviled for this? And yet he is. He's hated and reviled for loving America, for believing that America is good. His opponents think America is racist, sexist, bigoted, homophobic. Hell, we may as well still be a slave state as far as they're concerned. It's outrageous how they've poisoned the minds of our young people and got our young people hating their own country. Donald Trump has been a – your arrival on the scene has been providential, I believe, sir. I think you are the, the one person who has the ability to delay, stave off, stop the left from this inexorable march of theirs into changing this country and into things the American people that aren't paying attention have no idea what's in store for them if they win. Well, Rush, this is the, I appreciate that very much. It's an honor. I mean it out of my heart, sir. I, I know you do. And this is the most important election 
that we've ever had. And I used to say 16. I don't even get into that anymore. That's over. This is the most important election that this country has ever had on so many different fronts. There's never been anything like it. We will go the way of, of, of failed nations all over Latin America, South America. We will go the way of, of failure like nobody's ever seen and in a scale like nobody's ever seen it. We've been taken advantage of by every nation in the world, including our friends. Our friends sometimes are worse than our enemies. We are, we are you know, what I've done with NATO, uh, we, were taking, we were taking care of virtually 100% of the military needs of Europe guarding them from Russia. At the same time, they were taking advantage of us on trade. And in many ways, they were worse than China. Europe was worse to us on trade than China was. I mean, and I changed so many things. But, you know, then they say, oh, in Germany, they don't like Trump as much as they like Obama. Well, of course, they shouldn't like me because Germany was taking advantage of us like Few countries took advantage. Well, yeah, what was Angela Merkel doing, making a deal with Russia on that natural gas pipeline? You made that point at NATO. She should have been buying it from us. Nobody even knew about that pipeline until I brought it up. I said, "Why are you paying Russia billions of dollars, and we're protecting you? Tell me, what kind of a deal is this? We're protecting you, but you're giving Russia every month billions." Well, what of did she say? Energy. Uh, she smiles because she's a very smart one. She knows it. There's no way she can answer the question. I say, you don't have to answer the question, Angela. I like Angela. I get along with her, believe it or not, quite well. But, you know, she's a player. And I said, Angela, don't answer the question because I don't want to embarrass you. <laughs> There's no way she can answer the question because she gets away with it. That's why. She's a very smart, cunning person. And But I caught him. Hey, Rush. I got them to pay $130 billion going to $410 billion more each year against Russia. Now, I get along with Putin. I like Putin. Putin probably possibly likes me. But I guarantee you one thing, he would have much rather seen crooked Hillary. And I guarantee you'd rather see Biden because Biden is slow. Biden is not equipped to be president. Are the sharpest people there, 85, they're 80. It's not an age, you know, now they're all saying, oh, it's 78. It's not because he's 78. There's something wrong with him, okay? And we can't, we can be nice about it. We well, they know that. That's why, it. That's why they're angling to get Kamala the game. Nobody wants to say it. But he can't, his thoughts are bad. Here's a guy, you talk about access to the press. I've never seen this before, and I've, watched a lot and i don't know how it gets away you saw that nbc joke the other night where there's it's like a child like you're asking a child questions they don't talk to me that way uh when you look at when you look at the questions that he gets and then he reads the answers off a computer now that means that these supposedly legitimate but they're not legitimate you know that better than i do these news organizations are giving him questions they're putting him in a computer he's reading the answers off a computer I never heard of that before. I've never done that. Can you imagine? Give me the questions, and I'm going to give you an answer off a computer. He's reading the answers off a computer a lot of times. And if he doesn't do that, he's all mixed up and befuddled. And Chris Wallace saved him three times the other night. I mean, he was getting ready to crack. And Chris Wallace, who was terrible, by the way, who I think really embarrassed himself, and Fox the other night. But Chris Wallace saved him. But can you imagine you're getting the answers 
to questions and you're getting the questions themselves and you're reading the answers. Well, they were doing that for Hillary, too. That's how they rigged the game for the Democrats. Look, I got under Biden's soundbite here for you. One thing I'll say, Hillary was much smarter. Hillary's a much smarter person. You know, I mean, look, Hillary was smart. I don't agree with that, but I mean, I... Yeah, I I understand. But, But Hillary was, you know, Hillary didn't need to have answers read. You know, she she could answer a question. Joe cannot answer a question. Joe, they can answer, they, they ask him a question, a very simple question, and he's reading it off a computer. He's saying, move the computer, you know, move it, bring it closer, bring it, he couldn't see it, yeah, bring it closer. On a question that, that anybody could answer. I mean, it's a very simple question. We can't have this. We could be nice. And maybe I'll lose because they'll say I'm not a nice person. I think I am a nice person. I help people. I like to help people. But we can't have this as our president. We really can't, Rush. Here's another Biden soundbite for you to react to. This is June 7th. Now, this is all the way back 2006. This is 14 years ago. Now, this tells you who the guy is. This is before. The largest growth in population is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. And I'm not joking. Now, you and I say that, and we are roasted and excoriated. He says that, oh, that's just old Joe. Right. Just we Joe. would be, but still, that's a much different man talking there than you see now. Yeah, that's a different man. exactly right. Uh, ballots. Uh, we got we got a dwindling time here. Virginia Beach, Virginia police just confirmed that undelivered mail was found. This is this story is, uh, it might be the yesterday or the day before, uh, Undelivered mail was found this afternoon in a construction dumpster in the Pungo section of Virginia Beach. The man who found it estimates 70 to 80 pounds of mail. USPS, the Postal Service, is investigating. And then we have another companion story. Mail-in ballots in Westmoreland County, Pennsylvania, uh, have been delayed. Voters are confused and frustrated. 58 thousand mail-in ballots one county sir in one state extrapolate that to the entire state 58,000 mail-in ballots or as the democrats see it mail-in fraud that's another thing that people wanted what can be done about this well look uh absentee ballots where you send in via ballot you know i have an absentee ballot in florida you send in and you, you have to request it and they you have to show id to get one of those you don't okay. for a mail-in it's not easy but it's okay you know and some people just can't do it but they send it that's called absentee i call it i call it a solicited ballot i like that term better you solicit and they send it and you fix it and you send it back in okay that's one thing but they're sending out millions and millions of ballots are they sending them to all Democrats? Who are they sending them to? Where are they going? You know, et cetera, et cetera. This is going to be the second biggest political scandal in history. The first biggest is the Rus- the Russian crap that we've been going through for three and a half years. That's the biggest. To me, that's the biggest scandal, biggest political scandal in history. It is. What we've been going through. And now they delay it. You tell me they delay it. Oh, that's going to be my first phone call, by the delay way. Delay the announcement of whatever's been. Yes. It, yeah. I think it's a, just a disgrace if that's the case. It's a disgrace. And I'll say it to anybody who wants to say it. That's a disgrace. But the biggest scandal of all time is that this will be the second biggest scandal. Every day I'm seeing accounts of ballots that are thrown away. You saw the military ballots that were thrown away with my name on it the other day. Uh, every day you see scandal about these millions of ballots that's being sent out. 
It's the single biggest risk in this election. See, if this kind of stuff were happening to me, if I were a candidate, I'd have my people on this so fast. What well, are you are. What are you have, doing about it? What I have, We have many lawyers, and we've actually been winning many cases. How about where they have the ballots counted, and the ballots have to be in by November 3rd, Election Day, but they don't have to be counted for two weeks later. Well, that means you're never going to know who won the election. You right. know, it's going to be two weeks later. What, what are, you know, I want to see on November 3rd who won the election. So do you. You want to turn on your television like we have for the last 50 years and find out who won the election, right? You don't want to say, oh, gee, they have two weeks to count their ballots. And then what happens is all sorts of ballots start showing up miraculously. We're watching it very closely, and we're winning a lot of cases, Rush. You don't see it too much. We just won a big case in North Carolina. We just won a big case in Pennsylvania, I think. We're going to win. Uh, we're winning a lot of cases. Rhode Island won a big case uh, where the ballots have to be done in a certain way. But the best way is to get up. Now, I tell you what, our people, your people, my people, Republican people, they get out. And they're all my people as far as everyone's my people. But Republicans tend to get out and vote. And that's what they should do. Early voting, but at a machine. Early voting or voting on November 3rd. And wait till you see the kind of love that's going to be expressed the day those polls open. The day those machines open, wait till you see. But the Democrats are sending in 80% of theirs by ballot. Now, one thing we've noticed from what I hear and from what I'm reading is a lot of the ballots, all they're doing is taking from people that would have voted in the first place. They're not a lot of new voters. You know, we have many more registered voters than we've, we've picked up a lot of voters, the Republicans. I think you're going to see a very, very ex big explosion when those polls open up, Rush. But a large percentage, like 80 percent of the Republicans want to vote. They want to actually go to a poll and vote. Yeah. Whereas it's almost the opposite for whatever reason with the Democrats. I think you're going to see a very big explosion of voting. Well, the Democrats need a little yellow bus showing up, picking them up, take them to the polls, get there on their well, own. They do. Been... Right, right. And then they do the harvesting thing, which is terrible, oh. which is illegal in many places, even with the laws that are being passed, where they go around and they start picking up everybody's votes. You know, we have a big enthusiasm gap. Our gap is so much more enthusiastic, you know, like 30 35 points. That's a, there's never been a gap of enthusiasm between, let's say, me and him that there is. Look at the boat shows. I mean, thousands of boats in the ocean and the, in the lakes. And oh, that's another thing. Stuff. You know, that, that Gallup poll that shows 56% of the American people think they're better off now than they were four years ago, even in the midst of pandemic. Right. That's, there's another part of that poll when they ask people. After the, you know, who do you think is going to win and how do you think it's, when they ask people, who do you think is actually yeah. going to be elected president? You, you <laughs> are the, uh, by a lot, by a lot, by an absolute lot. And that poll, that's never been wrong, by the way, sir. That, that question has never been wrong. They say, who is your neighbor going to vote for? Yeah, and exactly. Who do you think your neighbor is going to vote for? Exactly. And they right. know their neighbors. No, because people don't want to get involved. I mean, you know, they, even the signs, we have signs all over the place. We have signs in states. But they steal the signs. People steal the signs. And they're stealing. You know, it's a well-known thing. They're stealing the signs. No, our, our enthusiasm is far greater than it was four years ago. Far greater because they love the job we're doing. And they know this pandemic was a horrible thing that happened to us. It should have never been allowed to happen by China. China's going to pay a big price. And it's one of those things. But it happened. 
and we've done a great job on it. We got no credit. I'll tell you what, uh, if this turns out to be right, that this medicine is going to make people better, uh, that's a game changer like nobody's ever seen before. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen, Rush. Mr. President, thank you. You have two hours here. I know you've got a jam-packed day left on your schedule. That's true. That's true, but it's an honor. It's an honor to be with you for two hours. You have no idea. It's a great honor. Well, it's great to have you here, and I, I know you got you got uh, you got Brother Levin tonight doing his show tonight, and uh, that's going to be kick ass. So we appreciate it, sir. We love you, and I'm I meant everything I said today. You are the person standing in the way. You you are the one that true American patriots have invested their hopes for their future and their kids' future in. You are the person they are depending on to stave off this attack on our country that is coming from inside. It's coming from inside yeah. our country as opposed to outside, although that's, that's happening it too. It is largely. And you know what I say oftentimes when people say that? I have no choice. I have to do it. I have no choice. And that's what I'm doing. And Best of luck to you, sir. Thank you so much. And that was uh, the interview with uh, President Trump. Done by Rush Limbaugh, RushLimbaugh.com. Been listening to Rush since 1998. Uh, I'd got out of the Navy in Norfolk. I would listen to WNIS and had this boring guy that would come on at 12 o'clock. Listen to him because I'm a truck driver and got to have the radio on, got to listen to something. So I'd been listening to him for some time, maybe months. I don't know how long. And then I literally, as I had just bumped the dock, Backed up to the dock, you know, had WNIS on. They just played the news, and then comes this music. Uh, Chrissy Hines' song is his theme song, My City is Gone. And that's Rush's theme song. He's always liked that music. It's great music. He did that, and he started talking for 15 minutes. And I sit there for 15 minutes, didn't get out of the truck, even though I just backed up to the dock. And I thought, this guy's amazing. <laughs> so I'm... Uh, happy to say I have been a Rush listener since 1998, and maybe you will be too. Locally, Gadsden, WAAX 570, and now on FM uh, 101.9, WAAX. Thank you for listening. Had to do this in two parts. This is the second part. President Trump with Rush Limbaugh on the 9th of October, 2020. We appreciate you. This is Michael Shell. Yes, I do want to be your mayor. That's 2022. We've got a little ways down the road for that. I need all the help I can get to be mayor and drain the swamp in Gadsden, just like what President Trump has been trying to do and doing in Washington, D.C. and around our country. We don't need any more Democrats. The Sherman, our present mayor, and the council, every one of these people are dedicated Democrats. I, I know how you say, well, some of them are independent. What is an independent? An independent is a closet Democrat. Yep, that's it. An independent is a closet Democrat. Occasionally, once every 20 years, they will vote Republican, but not very often. We love you. We appreciate you. Michael Shell for Mayor, Box 2537, Gadsden, Alabama, 35903. Phone number 256, 256, the letter's Gadsden, 256 Gadsden. God bless you. We'll see you next time.